Welcome back to A Lonely 20-something. Good morning, everybody. Okay, I'm going to start this episode off a little bit different because I've been learning more about how to grow this podcast. So the first thing I'm going to say is please rate, review, and subscribe. It helps us really build this community a lot. I'd love to get to the point where we can do listener letters and have more interactivity on the podcast. Doing this helps others find the pod or the cast, whatever you want to call it. So help another 20-something out and click that button. I'd appreciate it a lot. I am so excited about this episode. I hope you guys are too by seeing the title. I don't even want to dilly-dally and update you on what I've been watching on Netflix or the fact that I'm moving to a new state or the fact that I have a new position at work and my social anxiety is like, oh, I'm close to tears, baby. But um, (laughs) that's behind me. It's the end of the work day. Instead, what I will say is that we can all agree it's so hard to make friends as an adult. I'm always shocked by the connections that people make in their apartment building through blind friend dates, um, through yoga classes, and a number of different um, ways. Not only am I shocked by it, but I'm like, I'm I'm so intrigued and obsessed with it. Um, I think it's so cool the way that we, you know, knit all of these webs of connections and we meet people through friends of friends and our, you know, ABC connections end up changing our lives. I think that's one of the coolest parts about being human and living in this world and traveling and roaming in different places. So, um, I think one of the hardest parts of the past year for me has been, you know, learning to build those new friendships on my own and the vulnerability of knowing that I don't really have anything or anyone else outside of these potential new connections. Every time I walked into a new setting, people didn't know anything about me. I think growing up, you know, you walk into school and people might know something about you through your friends or something about you through your family or where you grow up or all of these things. Um, obviously, sometimes we want to separate ourselves from those associations, but sometimes they're comfortable, right? Like when I, when I walked into improv for the first time, they didn't know my family, my friends, they didn't know anything about me. I had to be or show them who I was on my own and just stand there as my own person. Um, which, you know, might sound weird or weak that I think that's scary, but it is. Um, same thing at work. Like they didn't know my family or my friends or anything. They just had to get to know me as a person and I had to teach them who I am and build connections just on my own. And that's very, very scary. So to talk about all of this, I'm bringing on a very, very special guest, actually a new friend, if you will. Um, and we're going to chat about Bumble BFF as a strategy or as an answer to all of those questions what has and hasn't worked for us, our experiences, and why everyone should be just crazy enough to create a profile and see where it goes. Let's get into it, guys. Ooh, false promises. So before we actually jump into the episode, I am working on a future episode where we talk about lessons from 2019, and I don't want to just share my own, but I want to share ones from the entire community. So 
if you have any lessons that you would like to share, and I guess, again, if you have any questions, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out. Instagram is a lonely 20-something, at a lonely 20-something, and the email address is youngprofs, P-R-O-F-S, figuring this out at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you, and I really want to share your lessons with everybody around. So just let us know what are some big things that you learned in 2019 that you'll be carrying with you into the next decade. Now we'll actually get on to the episode. So first, if you just want to tell a little bit about yourself, like some background about what life has been like post-grad, what's made you comfortable and uncomfortable and where you are now, love to hear that. Yeah, so life for me post-grad was pretty uh, insane um, in the sense where I got hired full-time by my internship um, and I was a data analyst, um, something that I never thought I would do. Um, I quickly realized that, you know, I, I didn't enjoy it. I knew I wanted to start a company of my own um, and I needed to get sort of on a track to make that possible um, and get sort of back to like the startup ecosystem that I was part of before uh, accepting that job. So I actually got accepted into Venture for America, relocated from Cincinnati, Ohio to Cleveland, Ohio, which is about three and a half ish hours north, um, where I started working at a startup for two years, two and a half years. So I'm still there. Um, and then uh, I decided to move, you know, out west to Portland, Oregon, which is where I've been for the last six months. Um, as far as what's been sort of comfortable, you know, I feel like honestly, most of the moves that I've made have been very comfortable, except for the one that required me to move to a city that I didn't know anyone in. Um, Cleveland was, you know, daunting in the sense that it was new, but I was going to be, it's kind of like going to school in a sense where you are given a cohort of people who you know have sort of some predetermined interests that you have. Yeah. So I knew these people were interested in startups. I knew that they were, you know, considered ambitious. They love talking, you know, things like tech or innovation or social changes and causes. And, you know, it sort of allows you to build friendships from that. But moving out to Portland, there wasn't, you know, this guide to tell me what to do or here's where you find the people you'll probably have a lot of interests, you know, aligned with you know, nothing like that. So that was definitely the most uncomfortable part, I'd say, of the last, you know, couple years post-grad. Yeah. So I'm interested in like what the timeline looks like for that, right? Because there's so many times where you're like in a situation, you're like, this isn't really for me, but people stick it out. So when did you decide, like, how long did it take you to decide data analyst, the data analyst position wasn't for you and you were ready for something new? And then like, what, guided you to leave then uh, what you were doing for in Venture for America to go to Oregon? Yeah, so honestly, I worked at this um, insurance company in Cincinnati, Ohio. I interned for them for about two years, um, and I was a full-time intern most of the time, so I got to know them very well, uh, but it only took about six months of full-time work in the sense that no schooling, like you show up 40 hours a week, you get harder skill, you know, tasks and things. And I just realized, you know, sat back and realized, like, what do I want to do with my life? And a lot of people don't have answers to that. And I can't say that I have my final answer. But um, I knew about six months into being a full time employee, I left, um, I actually applied to VFA before I accepted a full time position with them. 
Um, but the turnaround time with interviewing, et cetera, I just didn't know. Um, and like many people post-grad, I think you're kind of put into a position of like, you don't really have the luxury of not taking a full-time job. Um, mm-hmm. My family, like they, they don't support me like full-time like they used to. So I had to get a job. I didn't really have a choice. And so it was something I knew they were wanting to send me back to school, all the, you know, sort of things that you want to hear as like a graduated, you know, newly professional, like new professional in the world. Um, So it took me about six months uh, until I left. So I was only there for a short period of time, full time. Um, After that six months, I spent five weeks in Rhode Island with Venture for America. So that put me at about a end of July, mid-July timeline. And then I didn't actually accept a job through Venture for America until um, the last day of our training camp. So I accepted a job in Cleveland and had to move to start my job. Uh, I had a two-week turnaround time. So very tight. I did not have anywhere to live. (laughs) Um, I was in a relationship at the time, um, and he was amazing. He's, He's really amazing. And we went up, we toured a couple places, and I think we only toured maybe two or three and ended up signing with one. Um, as far as moving out west, so VFA lasts for two years, um, and it was about that two-year mark where, you know, I think most people start to feel like something needs to change and you're not really sure what it might be. Um, so for me, I had recently gotten out of a long-term relationship, Um And I loved my job and I knew that I didn't want to leave my job, Um, but I felt like I was kind of outgrowing Cleveland in a sense. Um, You know, I I come from a small town in Kentucky. I've always dreamt of just kind of like moving around and gathering a ton of experience so that one day maybe I could move back there and, you know, the economic status of the state wouldn't really matter when I moved back. Um, so moving out west, it, it was tough. Um, I actually met someone um, who lived out here. Um, and I'd say it took me about six months to like, s- like get proposed the idea of moving out west to actually taking the jump and like moving out this way. That's so cool. Yeah, I love like, I think that's the cool part of being like an adult and young and figuring things out just like following random paths and seeing where they take you and seeing people like just go for their dreams or what feels right. Like, I think that's, those are always the coolest stories. (laughs) Yeah. I love hearing other people's and and try to like, see how it might align with mine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, and maybe you feel this way too, but it's always like this game of, okay, am I insane for doing this or am I just like uncomfortable? Right. 100%. I feel insane all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, cool. So once you got out West, I'm curious about all of the different things that you tried to meet people. Obviously, Bumble BFF was one of them. And I'm curious about like what made you decide that? But also curious about like, you know, did you try meetup.com? Did you try going outside and saying you needed friends like what else was what other did you, did you try yeah so I did try the old-fashioned like okay maybe if I frequent a place yeah people yeah. will start recognizing my face or my name or something about me um, but quite frankly that takes a long time um, I just had my first run-in with someone that I've met before in Portland and I've lived here 
for six months. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it was that proved kind of quickly that it wasn't going to be like an immediate return on investment. Um, meetup. So I definitely tried meetup. The issues with meetup, at least that I saw is, you know, you're joining a group, which is totally fine. Um, I consider myself extroverted. So I wasn't uncomfortable with the thought of like showing up and being like a newbie in a group. Um, but I just felt that it was, it was hard to like determine like if I was actually going to make friends out of it um, when you're in a larger setting. So I started going to networking events and the same thing, like I would meet people and like we would exchange numbers and have things in common, but these weren't necessarily like great avenues for me personally to like get to know people enough where I'm trying to establish like a core friend group, mm -hmm. uh, which is what I really needed. So I actually, so you and I, obviously we follow each other on Instagram um, and I reached out to you. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but I reached Absolutely, out to you. Of course. <laughs> I felt like I was like your profile was just like exactly what my life was going to be. And you were just like a couple steps ahead of where I was about to be. Yeah. Um, and when you told me about Bumble BFF, like I thought in my head, like, okay, I don't know about this. Like, I've never heard anyone using this. And, you know, I've been on dating apps and like, you know, the whole it's like a shot in the dark in a yeah. sense. But I thought, you know what, like I'm at the point where I just need to try it because I don't have that many options. So I got on there and lo and behold, I like matched with a couple girls that were on there who seemed like we would have more of an interest. So I do, perf I did like that in the sense that you can actually like sort of pre-screen someone, you know, to see what their interests are. Not something so vague as like, for example, on Meetup where it's like, 20s and 30s fun club like okay cool but what does that mean yeah. like what are you doing what are you interested in doing like I see you have a bunch of happy hours on here but like who are the people in this group and like why are they in this group uh, so Bumble BFF I think provides more of like an intimate experience so that you can get to know someone better than just you know like not just as like an acquaintance yeah yeah I think that's the one of the cool things like like when you go to a networking event or when you go to like a coffee shop and you meet someone, you might exchange numbers, but that person might not as desperately need friends as you do. And I think that's kind of the beauty yeah. of Bumble BFF. It's like <laughs> a bunch of people who are like, okay, please, let's like figure something <laughs> out together. Um, and then you like, you find one good person and you can kind of build an army of just trying to find um, different people. So were you able to meet multiple people on Bumble BFF? Yes. Um, honestly, I met, I, this is a rough estimate, but I think I, I went on like maybe 10 ish different friend dates to meet people. Um, I, interestingly enough, so sort of what you were building that army. So it kind of happened where two of the girls I got super close to, um, and I consider them some of my closest friends. And I know that's wild to say, but you know, when you get older, you know who you want to be around and things like that. It's it's really great. So I met the two of them and introduced the two of them. And then slowly, you know, they would say, oh, well, I actually have this person that I want you guys to meet as well that would, you know, sort of fit well with our group. And from there, we now have a solid group of about 10 of us who hang out frequently, That's um, awesome. which is really great. You know, some of them aren't even, you know, 
people who aren't from Portland, um, but some of them are like, hey, I've like come back from college and moved home from school. You know, a lot of my friends don't live here or, you know, they're older and they're trying to like branch out and, you know, get to know new people. So um, it worked out very well for me. And I'd say without without it, um, this might seem like super dramatic, but I don't think I would be acclimated to Portland as well as I am if I didn't use that app. Yeah. What are your um, app like tricks and tips? Like what did you... Do you have opening lines? <laughs> what did your profile look like? Like, I don't know. Do you have any tips and tricks for how you find a good person on Bumble BFF? Yeah. So I would definitely say like a few key thing, like a few key points. So the first is both on mine and anyone that I swiped right on. Um, I didn't put any photos. I didn't make my friend profile my dating profile you know like big mistake yes it's a big (laughs) mistake um like it's really awesome I'm sure you're a beautiful woman and you have so many amazing qualities but a friend and like a romantic partner are looking for two different things and so you're going to appeal like you need you know like two different types of like marketing or branding for yourself um so I tried to put on my profile like, yes, a cute picture of me that, like, really showcased who I was. Um, and I think you can put, like, what, four pictures? So, um, four-ish pictures. So, I put a picture of just, like, myself so that people could see what I looked like. Then I put a picture of, like, me and some friends to prove that I did have friends at one point in time. <laughs> um, and then the other two were sort of, like, fun pictures. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, me doing, like, an activity, um, but still, like, being able to see my face. Um that's that's another thing like if someone has a ton of pictures it's similar to dating in a sense in this this fact which is like if I feel like I can't see who you are in your pictures or they're all like super staged I'm probably not going to swipe right because I don't I can't really get a vibe for who you are yeah yeah no I I think one of my favorite things when you go on Bumble BFF is seeing people with their friends not only to be like okay this person does know how to socialize but also (laughs) it's kind of one of those things where it's like can I imagine myself in this group or what do they like to do with their friends like what settings are you guys in what are I don't know it's just it's good to like see the group setting and see if that like aligns with my friends or reminds me of you know groups that I've been a part of I think that's definitely my favorite and I agree I think like always on those apps you're looking for like is this a real person is anything on here sketchy and when people are like hiding their face or they have multiple pictures in the same outfit I don't know why that gets to me but it's like did you do like a photo shoot do you exist outside of this outfit (laughs) yes like did you just do you not have a ton of pictures of yourself (laughs) like what's going on here what is going on yeah and I'd say too like a big one is like don't be afraid to be vulnerable you don't have to like lay your whole life out there but you know I was very upfront and I use my language that I you know that I thought like I use on day-to-day basis like I did make myself sound like someone I wasn't um but you know admitting that you know hey I'm new like I'm trying to build like a girl gang to hang out with um that's okay like it's not an embarrassing thing you don't have to act like you're you know this like super popular person and um you know 
like not it not say why you're on there like everyone's on there looking for friends so just like be open about your interests like that's going to get you the best swipes um if you put things on there just because you think people will like it you're going to get a lot of people who have interests that you probably don't care about absolutely i agree with that 100 i think i'm glad you brought that up like activities is a really important factor i can't remember there's like one question that i think a lot of people use that has to do with that like what do you like to do and that is like the main thing i always look at too it's like if someone says like dancing i'm like okay swipe right like we get along or uh, (laughs) i don't know yeah i think that that's a really important piece of it as well but along the lines of vulnerability how honest are you with others about being on bumble bff and about um like how you met your friends I'm very honest. Um, I tell people that I met my friends through an app, uh, Bumble BFF. I feel like I'm like an unofficial ambassador for them at this point, (laughs) because every person I know, even if they, you know, have been in their city for a year or two years or three years, whatever, I always say, like, if you want to tap into another friend group or like get to know people who might have even more um, aligned interests, than your current friends like I'm not saying like recycle your friends or anything like that but you know just it's like networking in a sense right like you can never have too many contacts in a sense so um, I tell everyone like you have to get on this like if you are trying to do stuff or like you know you're trying to make friends like go on there Um, so I don't think it's embarrassing Um, I mean nowadays people are dating you know online making friends seems like the natural next step um for sure. So I'm, I'm very open and honest about that. What is uh, the reception to that been? Has anyone been like weirded out by it or? Yeah. Um, I'd say the people who are weirded out about it mostly are my family um, yeah. or like sort of older individuals who haven't maybe caught on to like the, the dating, the online dating, you know, fad that we have. So, you know, like my parents, for example, like they're not on a dating app. They don't know what that looks like. They don't, you know, so to them, that's not normal. But to people who are around our age, who are on Bumble or Tinder or whatever, they are like, oh, wow, like, I didn't even know that existed. That's really cool. Um, so it's it's interesting because I think it's definitely like an age demographic um, that is, you know, sort of turned on or off by it. Yeah. So once you swipe right and you are talking to somebody, you're having a great conversation, where did you go on your friend dates? And did you have any bad friend dates? Great question. Uh, so for I feel like, you know, it really depends on what my interests and that person's interests are that we bonded over or sort of swipe right. So one person, I actually went to a plant nursery because I'm super into plants And this person was also super into plants. So it just kind of made sense that we would go check out a nursery that neither of us had been to in the Portland area, walk around, you know, it's pretty like low stakes. You you don't have to spend any money if you don't want to. So um, it's a really easy sort of friend date to go on. Obviously that person should be into plants uh, or it wouldn't probably be a good time for them. (laughs) Um, Most of them uh, were your traditional like, let's grab a drink at happy hour. So it was, it tended to be like around happy hour time. So I wasn't like meeting up with these people at like 9 PM, you know, or like immediately going to, you know, a club with them. I did with one person actually, and she's still a friend of mine, which was really fun. But um, most of them, we went and grabbed a drink first or grabbed lunch. 
I found that coffee dates tended to not really be the easiest thing to do, um, mainly because you have to do them before people start work. Um, and it's really hard when you're meeting new friends, like they don't all live, you know, in a five mile radius. So meeting up before work tended to be a challenge. Um, and then on the weekend, obviously, people tend to have like their other plans or what have you. So um, I never really did coffee dates. I mainly stuck to like going to a happy hour, getting appetizers, having a drink. And then um, we'd probably spend, you know, on honestly, my average Bumble BFF dates were probably an hour and a half. Um, so they were pretty, we were in good conversation. Um, as far as bad ones, okay, so I have to like clarify bad, right? Like when you go on a bad date, you're like, oh my God, bad. The friend dates I had were nothing like sort of a bad romantic date that you would imagine. So it was more so we show up, we have conversation, and you realize like, oh, wait, of all the things we listed that we have in common, like those actually are all the things we have in common. <laughs> so <laughs> like not quite enough to like build a solid friendship. Um, but I did have an interesting one where, again, she was super sweet. Um, we had a we had a couple things in common uh, when I swiped right. But I was like, you know what, let's just try it and see like what this turns into. She had recently um, gotten out of a breakup and I had too. So we kind of had that to, to work off of. Um, but I quickly realized that she was in sort of a phase of grief, which is okay. Um, but on the first time we met, she was telling me like very intimate like details of her relationship and um, like kind of bringing, so she wanted essentially to like, hear her out on the drama that she had experienced and that's mm -hmm. okay but for a first friend date that's pretty heavy um so I was kind of turned off from that um after we hung out that one time we've actually never hung out again um and it's not like a situation again where in dating you might ghost someone and never talk to them um I feel like most of the people that I've met and we most of the people we intentionally are like, hey, like, this was really nice to meet you. Um, if you end up wanting to hang out again, like, let's just get in touch. But if not, no problem. And it's very open and honest. And I love that. Um, so she and I just like, we didn't have enough in common to sort of pursue a long term friendship. That's so interesting, because I actually had a very similar experience. We hung out a oh, few wow. afterwards, but it was she had recently moved to Oklahoma City um just got out of a long-term relationship because of her move and the first time we hung out like it was a very long hangout and she unloaded a lot from that relationship and like yeah it was a lot for first meeting someone but it's it's like interesting that you meet people just like in a state where they're like I haven't had someone to talk to you about this in a while and so here you go and like, <laughs> it's kind of um I don't know I guess part of the package of being a little bit maybe lonely in a new places you get yes. those like deep unloadings kind of right up front which um, is like it can be totally fine right like yeah context but um you know to show up to a coffee shop and like be 10 minutes into your conversation and then to go into like dramatic detail is like a bit much um because yeah. I feel like that's when you're you know you're really trying to like get to know that person is like who they are to make sure that you should hang out again um so when it's filled with things that aren't really necessarily about that person or what they're into um it becomes like a little bit you know hard to gauge 
you know, what they're really looking for. Yeah. So you have about 10 friends from Bumble BFF. Are you still swiping? No, uh, I'm actually <laughs> not. Um, so it, I have been on there, but now I'm sort of at the point where it's almost like having passive income, <laughs> which is so <laughs> silly to say, but it's like I've met the the some of these people and now their swipes are like paying me a return as well because now I'm being friends with, with these women too. Mm-hmm. So um, I have such like a, it's not like I have like all these friends that I'm like super popular or any, you know, I'm definitely not trying to come off that way, but um, Got too I have much like money a... in the bank already. <laughs> <laughs> oh girl, I would. Um, essentially like I'm at the point where there are so many now that I'm actively like hanging out with. So the group of 10 of us, I don't know each of them like all that well, right? Like some of them, like one, uh, like Adriana, a friend of mine, um, she and I are moving in to get with each other. We know each other very well. Um, but the some of the other ones on the flip side of that, like I know like their names, where they live in the area of Portland, like they're, you know, if they're in a relationship or not, like some stuff about what they like to do or, you know, what they've done with others in our group. But I want to spend more time being like building those friendships to be better before I add in like another person that I need to get to know. Um, So I'm trying to be like pretty strategic about it so that I don't have, I think the worst case scenario is having like 30 acquaintances versus like, you know, five or 10 like close friends that you hang out with. Um, So I'm trying to be intentional in that sense. Yeah. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. This has been awesome, but I have two things that I do want to chat about with you based on our conversation. One is being someone who's interested in like innovation and startups, I'm curious about where you see maybe, maybe Bumble BFF specifically, like where it can improve or where you see it going or just generally like I, I call it the friendship economy, but I think a lot of apps are interested in helping people make real connections in real life. Um, so I'm curious about like your thoughts on that just as a business and where you see the future of it going. Yeah. Um, so I think Bumble BFF is really great. Um, I've actually had friends who've tried to start companies around sort of what you're calling the, you know, the friend economy and like bringing people in cities together. Um, but I'd say the reason I think Bumble works so well is you can do it literally any time of day, any day you can put as little or as much effort into it. You're not sort of forced to like sign up to go to this event on, you know, next Tuesday at five, right? Like the ball is very much in your court. There's a lot of control. Um, The one interesting thing that I noticed about Bumble BFF is, and I I don't know really how, I don't have the solution for how to mitigate this, but um, there's only, you know, there's a very heavy female presence. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like next to no, like anything else. And that's okay. And, you know, it's not horrible, but Um, I would ask, like, I wonder why it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if, you know, men tend to find their friends in other places um, or if there's, like, sort of embarrassment or what. But I would say, like, that would be nice to have that figured out Um, because I know plenty of people who don't identify as female who might really love to have, like, a resource like this. But as of right now, it, it isn't really, like, happening that way, at least in Portland, right? Like, I've only tried it in Portland And there's just not many males on there. Yeah, I think I've seen that. I've done it in Tulsa and Oklahoma City. 
Um, and I've noticed the same thing. But I also think it's interesting that I think for Bumble, that's very intentional. Where, like, their whole model is, like, you know, empowering women on the dating side, female friendships, and then, like, the networking aspect. And they've marketed very much so that it's, like, for women, by women, in quotations. Um, but that is that is such a great point that, like, what are what are all the guys going through the same thing or non-female identifying people going through the same thing supposed to do? Um, yeah. It's, it's like definitely this. a much larger market than just <laughs> women. Totally. And I mean, you know, something you have to have a niche when, when you have a business. Um, so I totally get that. But on the flip side, I'm like, huh, that could be like, that's an interesting like avenue to think about if someone were trying to like solve the problem. Um, yeah. But outside of that, I'd say something that Bumble does like, very well is that the profiles they the questions I think are really great um I think they are they leave things ambiguous enough where you can kind of see someone's personality bleed through it um and again there's no like sort of sign up or anything like that um I think that that's where like when there's too much of an investment where people up front for people that's when I think a lot of people get turned away like okay I'll create an account but like if you are going to ask me like meet up if in order to like make this work, I have to like search for my own groups and like figure out what interest groups there are. Um, you know, Bumble makes it like very one-off and very quick, right? Like you can examine someone's profile in under 30 seconds. Yeah. So it's like the convenience factor is definitely there. Um, I would say like, as far as improvements go, I don't really know, like, I, again, I think it's really great. Um, I think it would be cool to, uh, Maybe put like some more filters on there. You know, you can choose like your, um, what is it called? Like I'm a Capricorn. Why is that word slipping my mind? Horoscope. Um, your zodiac sign. Yeah. <laughs> like your zodiac sign. You can put like if you have kids or not. Um, so I don't know. I think maybe like touching those up to be like a little bit more personable might be good. I'm personally like not a person who knows a whole lot about um like horoscopes like I know what mine is but if someone told me they were a Pisces I would be like okay I don't know if that makes me not able to be your friend or or not (laughs) um so things like that I think um but if someone else were to come out with this um I think that would be great Uh, I mean there's multiple dating apps right so the only interesting thing is like they would have to have a new platform I would say because you know that's really the difference between all of them uh, what is your zodiac sign? I am a Capricorn. Hmm. I think you get along well with Virgos and someone else, but I know Virgos are one of them. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in the front of my mind, like a pinned tweet, so that when I get on there, I can like pretend like I know a lot about horoscopes. Unbiased and... opinion, I'm a Virgo, so. <laughs> Love it. Okay, well, next time I find myself, I've never been to Oklahoma, but the next time I find myself there. Uh, I will hit you up. And if you're ever out on the West Coast, let me know and we'll definitely get together. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I do. I, I do think um, I think one cool thing that Bumble does sometimes and I think they could expand it um, is like Bumble hosted events. So yeah. Connected to someone, you could just be like, hey, Bumble's hosting this happy hour from three to five. Let's go there. Um, Because then you're open to not only the person you were meeting, but everyone else who's there, too. Um, And it provides that friend date. Like, it already plans it for you, which is really cool. That would be really cool. Um, I've actually seen Bumble 
um, at a conference before and they make it, they have like a really cute like setup and things, you know, to give you headshots and, you know, it's all about like female empowerment, which is really cool. So if they did do like a city wide event, I, I do think that they would get a good turnout um, just because of like the user, you know, the number of users that they have on there already, I think is pretty high. Like, you know, I've swiped, I would say like, <laughs> like in the three figures of people, right? So yeah, it's a lot. Um, and I think that it, especially for Bumble, like if they're trying to sort of get people to pay for like a a larger subscription, you know, so you can super like or do whatever it is that they want you to do. Like having those types of events for marketing for them would be, I would imagine would have like a huge return on investment and give them a lot of publicity from people who are, you know, meeting their. Yeah. Last question. What is one of your <laughs> biggest lessons from 2019? What are you taking out of this year? Wow. Biggest lesson is that uh, I know this is going to sound cliche, but essentially anything that makes you uncomfortable means that you're growing and it will seem so scary. But like sometimes you do sort of have to like hop off the hop off the side of the ledge and just do it. Um, Just because other people think that you are doing something wild, it might just be wild because they've never done it either. Um, It's not that it's never been done or that you're making a wrong decision. Um, So I've had to like grapple with that a lot because I feel like my family and a lot of my friends were sort of like, wow, you're moving out West. Like, that's kind of wild. Like, why would you do that? And, you know, you only know one person, but you're going to go out there and it's like, well, yeah, I'm going to do it. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Right. So kind of live your life for yourself. Do things that make you uncomfortable so that you continue to grow. I could not agree more. Thank you so much for coming on and talking and sharing your experience. I couldn't have imagined like a better person and scenario for doing my first like actual guest. So I'm super, super grateful. Yay! <laughs> I am so happy that I was able to help and I hope this uh, goes well and people find it super helpful. Um, and I hope they ask you a ton of questions because I think that your page um obviously i i feel like i have to say like i don't get a kickback from this isn't that what people say when they like gassing someone up Uh, (laughs) but i think your page is super helpful and i hope that people hear this and they're like okay i can reach out to you and ask questions like people we're here as a resource absolutely Guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did and learned a ton. And if you haven't already felt just crazy enough to start downloading that app and creating your own profile and building a gang of your own, um, non-violent gangs only on this podcast, Um, just a quick reminder, if you have any questions, if you ever want to reach out or if you want to submit some of your major lessons from 2019, You can always find me at a lonely 20 something on Instagram and online at young profs figuring this out at gmail.com. Can't wait to hear from you soon. Yay!